Welcome to Cosmopolitan's The Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Cosmo News and Entertainment Editor, Mel Evans. And today I am joined by my good friend, Kelsey. Hi. And we will be talking about juicy sex taboos that no one talks about, but we should talk about them. Let's kick it off. What? <laughs> After you. I guess I should actually also put a rating on this. This is, this is some... This is X-rated. This is like this X-rated. Is, yeah. This is serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you're a child that stumbled upon, you know, mum's podcast, <laughs> don't listen. Please turn off right now. Otherwise, we may be getting some angry emails from some concerned parents right now. But otherwise, I'm going to kick it off with sex toys. Let's do it. Which is a fun thing to kick it, it off a, with. It is such a fun thing. <laughs> it is the best thing. <laughs> You have very strong opinions about sex toys. I do have very strong opinions about sex toys. I think everyone should be using sex toys all the time. You've encouraged quite a lot of women I know. Really? Yes. Really? Oh, well, I certainly hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like there is a taboo that, you know... You know, we know women who are, you know, late 20s and are still very much icked out about, you know, even a small little bullet vibrator. Yes, I know a lot of women like that and it actually really surprises me all the time about how people are so scared of trying them. Mm -hmm. Um, As we found out recently, sort of when we did the sex toy special, um, a lot of people were very nervous about trying. A lot of people were very open to the idea. They just sort of didn't know where to start Mm. and that was really cool, sort of trying to educate people and and teach them what sort of toys were good for them and how to use them. So I think the thing is there's not a lot of education about them. So there's so much stuff on the market and no one really knows what to do with it at all. Because, mm. you know, you've got a lot of crazy shapes and <laughs> all sorts of wacky things that, that go in lots of different places and it's not always obvious and I think it can be pretty overwhelming for a newbie. But And I think when a lot of people see sex toys, they're in, used in porn. Yeah. And I feel like they're often <laughs> the most hardcore scary. <laughs> yeah. of the things that are just like, that does not go yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's not really how you use them in real life. I mean, in my experience, maybe some people do. I'm sure they do in the bondage, you know, um, BDSM circles. Each um, to their own. Yeah, and that's fine as well. But in a more general sense, you know, they're, they're really not that scary and they're not that intimidating if you sort of do a bit of research into how to use them. And Yeah. Some of them don't even look like sex toys. Some of those vibrators we were getting in for the Cosmo sex mm-hmm. toy special, I was like, it looks like a shell. Very classy and very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> very sparkly, some of them. Well, some of them are even like, I could just put that on a shelf They're and lovely. people would think it's a sculpture. <laughs> they're lovely. Perhaps one day I'll, I'll have a shelf to display all of my, all of my toys. For the moment, they're hidden away because I'm in a share house, but, <laughs> but no shame. Uh, every woman should have a goodie drawer. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I what agree. they put in it is... It's completely up to up them to and their them. partner. But I always encourage people to explore and to, to try new things. And, you know, a lot of people think that sex toys are only for solo use. And I don't find that at all. I, I, I barely ever use sex toys solo. Mm. I incorporate them into my sex life. And that's first and foremost how I use them and how my partner enjoys them as well. Um, but, you know, for some people it's the opposite. They will only use them solo and that's just how it works for them. So to each their own, but I think it's a really good thing to try and introduce into your sex life. It keeps things spiced up and interesting. Well, it actually makes me quite sad when there's that one, the couple's Wevi one that yeah. everyone talks about and yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm single, I can't use it, can yeah. I? It's a good one. But there are so many other options, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Do guys get threatened about... Girls and sexes. I personally haven't 
been with a guy that's been threatened by them, but I know a lot of friends that have. Yeah, I also haven't experienced it myself. Um, my partner's always very, you know, he's interested in them and he thinks they're a really good addition to, to our sex life. Um, I didn't really, back when I was single, I didn't, I wasn't really into them yet. I didn't really know much about them. So it wasn't really a thing that I've, ex- like, I haven't experienced trying to be single and incorporate sex toys into, you know, casual relationships or anything like that. Oh, that's tricky. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even imagine bringing someone home for yeah, a one night that's something you whipping have, out you, it. That's something you can test out. I can't try oh, that Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the still the hard direction. part about sex toys and that's what... I'm not sure about, um, but I'd say there is still a taboo there. And I'd say if I brought home a random guy for a one-night stand, I'd suggest maybe he would feel threatened because straight off the bat you're saying, oh, I want something extra. Mm. But then I sort of also know me and my body and sometimes I just need that little extra something and, you know, especially if there's been alcohol involved. And I don't see that as, as an insult or anything to the guy. It's just sort of your own individual preferences and... Yeah, but I don't see why guys should feel threatened. And I think we're coming into an age where most modern guys wouldn't feel the need to be threatened by it. I'm also noticing quite a lot of people on dating apps, you know, your Tinders, Bumble, that kind of thing, that um, are purely just looking for, like, BDSM sort of (laughs) relationships. And they're just full-on out in the profile just saying, like, I'm looking for someone Mm -hmm. to tie up and whip. Mm. And um, I don't know, (laughs) did Fifty Shades, like, bring on this... Potentially. ...resurgence of people who are just full-on out there just being like, I like bringing things into the bedroom. Maybe. I mean, the BDSM community, they are very... I mean... (sighs) I'm not part of it, but I know people that are. Mm. Um, and I suppose when it is. When you say it community, is, mm. do you mean like they talk, like they have chats and there group are, things well, and yeah, I mean, meetings? I wouldn't say like meetings, but there are parties and clubs and whatnot that you can go right. to. Um, and I, I think once you do identify as part of the BDSM community, you sort of do find other people that are like minded. And, and it is the thing about that subset of, you know, sexual whatever. Um, is that they are the nature of it is that you have to be very open and you have to be very clear and specific about what your expectations are, um, what you can handle, what you can't handle. You know, if you're in a do, in a um, sub role and you're in a dom role, um, the nature of it is communication. Without that, the whole thing doesn't work because um, it's it's really all about trust and about boundaries and very very set rules. Um, so yeah, uh, it doesn't surprise me that if someone was looking for that sort of stuff on Tinder or Bumble or whatever, that they do just come straight out and say it. I feel like that sort of communication is what we could actually bring to non-BDSM relationships. Yeah. We don't talk about shit no, at all. No, we don't. And I think that's, yeah, I, communication in the bedroom is one of the most important things to me. And, mm. you know, after having, you know, spoken to all my friends in this community and whatnot, um, I have learned a lot of lessons in that regard. Like, it is good to, to talk about it and say, yeah. oh, you know, hey, I really like this, but, you know, not quite this much. And, you know, <laughs> it's sort of like an ongoing conversation. You can't just have it once and then, you know, because you can say, oh, I like being choked, for example. Mm. Then you might find that every single time you have sex after that, you're getting choked. And that might be a bit too much. So then you have to say, okay, I know I said I like being choked, but let's dial it back a little yeah. bit. Let's only do it when I'm in this mood or let's only do it when we've done this. And, you know, it's just an ongoing sort of thing. And I don't think we should be scared to talk about it with mm. our partners. And then there's guys that don't even ask. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. heard stories where girls have hooked up with guys and they've just gone full on choke. Yeah. And wonder why girls get upset yeah and that's not cool and that's cool that's the influence of porn the way i see it is yeah porn is so 
I mean, I love porn. I think it's great. I'm, mm. you know, I'm all for it. Especially these days. I feel like there's so many that's female friendly. Yeah. There's just, you can get varieties. what you want. Yeah. But there's also a lot of hardcore stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, which can gorgeous. be a bit scary when you stumble upon it. But <laughs> I just, yeah, I think it is just a, a problem, especially among younger guys that have sort of grown up and that's their sex education. And it's, it's not really, that's when you get the sort of guys that expect dirtier things like they expect deep throat they expect anal straight off the bat because Mm. that's what they see in porn and they actually do think that that's acceptable and that's a a normal thing and while things like deep throating and anal sex are normal and you know I don't see them as taboo at all um, they're not something you you should just expect from a partner it's something you have to have a conversation about you need to prepare for you need to be on the same page with but guys do just see these pornos where it's like literally rammed in there yeah they're like oh chicks love this shit (laughs) look how happy she looks yeah they're like oh i saw i watched this porno last night and this dude slapped her vagina and she loved it i'm gonna slap every pussy i meet now it's it's just awful it's like why why do you think that that's okay like just because you saw it on a porn do you really think any woman is going to enjoy you slapping her bits like it's not it's not a thing it's not it's okay. not a bass guitar it is not it's not fine so yeah it's a very tender area <laughs> of the body yeah we don't go around slapping penises maybe we should Ma- yeah <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> um it is interesting though that you bring up anal and how you don't particularly see it as a taboo but a lot of people do yeah guys guys seem to dig it They've, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not surprised. If I was a guy, I'd dig it too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is definitely something that you don't, you know, hear spoken about. Hmm. Depends on In your circles, mainstream. I guess. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's definitely getting more more coverage lately. It is. Maybe I'm just, you know, biased from being around Cosmo and whatnot. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> we talk know, about it a lot. We talk about it a lot. But I do think, and maybe it's my group of friends, we're very open-minded, but I do think it's becoming much more acceptable to talk about. Again, maybe that's me projecting onto other people and saying, I'm comfortable with it, therefore I'm assuming you're all comfortable with <laughs> I've it. I've become much more comfortable talking about it after yeah, becoming friends yeah, with you. <laughs> I think so. I think everyone is becoming a bit more open-minded in the, uh, in the Cosmo office. <laughs> I'll attribute that to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the more we talk about it, the more normal it is. And it's all about knowledge because mm. we have heard, you know, from readers and our regular pages in the magazine that anal can go very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's when, usually when we're not talking about it. Yeah. And I think people don't realise how much preparation has to go into these things. Yeah. And it's not like in the pornos where a no. guy just literally <laughs> thinks, all right, I'm going yeah, to slip it in here. Knock now. on the back door now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing is that they're the horror stories. They're the stories that everyone hears all the time. Mm-hmm. That's all they ever talk about. And I'm sitting here listening going, well, no, like if you actually do some research and you actually talk to someone who, who doesn't and enjoys it and can give you tips, then, you know, there are ways to approach it. And I always say before you try it your first time, talk to someone that, that does it regularly and that knows what they're doing and can give you tips because there are so many safety things that you should know about yeah. so you don't hurt yourself, so you don't have one of those horror stories that mm-hmm. are easily avoided. Um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. It's, sometimes you might have little mishaps. But, again, that's where communication comes in and being able to talk about it and acknowledge it and laugh about it is so key in enjoying the experience. But without the communication, you're not going to enjoy it, you know? 
should be able to laugh during sex. Exactly. Not at each other, but with each other. With each other. You're laughing at each other. Perhaps you shouldn't be having sex with that person. With each person. other, slightly awkwardly, but, you know. And communication which takes me on to the next thing I want to talk with you about, and that's STIs, which mm. is something we feel very strongly about at Cosmo in the opposite way. Strongly against, <laughs> strongly I should say. Against. But we're not talking about STIs and protecting ourselves and wearing condoms. Mm. And... Gonorrhea, chlamydia will soon be untreatable, I read this week. That's scary. Because we're getting the, there's a new strain that is resistant to antibiotics. Right. Terrifying. It is. And it's terrifying because it's more times than not, I'll sleep with a guy for the first time and he won't even think about condoms. He'll just go straight for it. And I'll be like, whoa, 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 buster. Like, (laughs) Hold on a second. Yeah. We've got some things we have to take care of now. And they're genuinely surprised that I've asked them yeah. to wear a condom. Yeah. it's Yeah, I encountered that a lot back in the day as well. It's scary. I, it, but the, you know what frustrates me is that the conversation around wearing condoms for, you know, casual sex and whatnot is very much all centred on make him wear a condom, right? So mm. it's it's our responsibility to make sure he puts on a condom. And if he doesn't want to put on a condom or he can't keep it up with the condom on, whatever, the onus is on us to can that encounter. Mm. So if he won't wear a condom, we're expected to say, mm, no, no, you're not getting in here, right? Mm. But what that conversation doesn't take into account is that we're just as horny. Yeah. We want the sex just as bad, yeah. right? So if I've brought home a good-looking guy Condoms and he can't, and he can't keep it up with a condom on... <laughs> yeah. Why do I then have to say, oh, no, 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 I've got to be the bad guy. Yeah. I want it just as much as him. It's so true. So sometimes we're human. You know, sometimes you give in yeah. and you just have it. And, I know. You know, you just do it. And like, and I feel like we've probably all been there. I'm exactly. going to speak for a lot of women here. But you're sort of, you're sort of framed a little bit as this like, oh, that was a bit irresponsible. You should have told him no. You should have mm. stopped him. And it's like, well, I wanted just as much as he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is tricky because he's the one that... I mean, there are female condoms, but let's not go there. Oh, god! <laughs> let's, let's be real. They're not, yeah, they're not a viable that's, option. In, like, you know. Um, normal condoms aren't sexy. These yeah. female condoms definitely yeah. aren't sexy. And yeah. look, they are a mood killer. I'll be the <laughs> first are. to admit. Yeah. It's not like you like stopping proceedings to remind a guy that, you know, you don't want to get Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's Yeah. But I just think it's, you know, it's... It's more complicated than sort of we all make it out to be. And, you know, mm. no glove, no love. Well, it's not that simple. It's, yeah. you know, it's just love. not. And, you know, we all, you know, whether it's the guy just doesn't want to wear it, that's that's another matter because I would be like, well, he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. You know, if he can't keep it up, that's sort of another matter. And it's like, well, if we might have a quick conversation, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're safe. Have you been tested lately? Yeah. And, of course, you know, most of the time people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm fine. I'm clean. Of course they are. I only sleep with clean girls. I've yeah. heard that before. Only sleep with clean girls. I only girls. sleep with clean girls. How, do, like, you how do you know? know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've had experiences. A lot of guys, I think, just don't realise. Um, I had an experience with a guy I slept with once and um, it was like, you know, I was really into it and sort of the kind of thing just didn't really happen. I sort of, I tried to insist and he was a bit like, oh, nah. You know, I can't. can't I can't really. Them. Yeah, it wasn't that. But I can't. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't really work for me. Yeah. I think we tried it, and then it didn't really work. And then we we're both just like, "Fuck it," mm. and we just went ahead anyway. Anyway, the next day, I, um, I had to let. Oh, he wanted another date, and I said no. I said no because I didn't like the fact that you wouldn't wear a condom, yeah. and I'm now walking to the pharmacy to get a morning after pill, and that's not something I'm enjoying doing. It's quite confronting for me. Now that guy had never actually thought of it like that. 
he he actually came back to me and apologised and he said, I'm sorry for putting you in that position. I didn't even think of that. Um, you know, I didn't think of the implications for you the next day of having gone without protection. Yeah. And that was really great to hear that apology, but I think that that's a really important point that guys don't actually always right. know about the implications for us as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know about STIs and whatnot, but there are further implications, obviously. Exactly. If we don't talk to them about it, then they're not going to know. It's a two-pronged thing because I'm, I'm on the pill, mm. so that's that part taken care yeah. of. That's my peace of mind because I do not want to procreate. However, if I sleep with a guy and I'll ask him to wear a condom, he'll be like, oh, but you're on the pill. Yeah, I've had that's that before like, as well. well. Yeah, that's only 50% of it right now. I I used to lie because, you know, I have once, when I was single, a guy look at my bedside table and see the pill there Mm. and be like, oh, we don't need condoms. I was like, well, come on. So then I'd I'd make sure my pill wasn't in view. So I'm like, that's not not a free pass. It's an antihistamine. Just because I can't have a baby right now doesn't mean it's a free pass to not even bother with a condom. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah, and I think because they are so easy to take care of these days, it's literally one pill. Yeah. Well, these days it might not become the case in a short time. I feel like people are just think it's fine, I'll just deal with it if I get one. Yeah. But that is a horrible way to no, think. that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. So we ran a piece in Cosmo called The Swing Set, which was all about couples who dating each other and very open relationships and... There's also dating apps these days that are just for poly relationships. What's your take on polyamory? I don't... Well, I mean, I don't have an experience in that sort of lifestyle. Mm. So there's not really a huge amount I can say on it. Um, but again, I do think it is something that's getting being talked about more and it's mm. becoming much more acceptable. Um, I think it's cool. You know, whatever works for you. Um, you know, polyamory, open relationships, all that. Anything that's different from, you know, just normal hetero or, you know one-on-one homosexual relationship I think it's cool yeah. if that's if that's for you I always wonder though how it would ever work I feel like guys can easily and you know I'm doing the gender stereotypes right now guys can easily separate these things and maybe not get caught up because it's like awesome I've got two girlfriends right now or something like that I could never share mm. a guy and I do wonder how many women women can genuinely say that they can share a guy yeah and mean it but I mean I guess that's just a different personality sort of thing is that Maybe you and me, we wouldn't be able to share a guy. We'd have <laughs> severe jealousy issues. But we're only one type of personality. You know, there are so many different types of people in this world. And, and if that's how they think, then that's how they think. You know, mm. and that's cool. And we might not be able to imagine it, but it obviously exists. Like, I don't yeah. see all of these, you know, thousands of women who are in polyamorous relationships. I don't see them all lying just to, no. to seem cool. You know what I mean? Like, so you might have a few of those in there, but it wouldn't be such a big... Well, no, so it's not a big lifestyle thing, but it wouldn't be such a thing if it was all sort of pretend, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like That's the thing. I feel like in the past it was all very culty. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. all these people dating each other. But, you know, as I said, I can't think of the name of the of the dating app, but it's all for people. And, and I mean, on Tinder you see couples who are openly scouting for yeah. someone to, like, add to their harem kind yeah. of thing. like and threesomes and all oh, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. It's, it's like I said, anything that's sort of open communication with your partner and, and you have understandings and you, you have rules and boundaries and stuff, I don't see any harm in, any, in anything like that. Mm. You know, as long as no one's being deceived or no one's being misled in any way, then, then what's the harm really as long as everyone's safe and comfortable? consensual adults and all that exactly each to their own which was the whole purpose of this particular episode 
Because we can be a judgy bunch. We can. We can be... We even can. <laughs> even working at Cosmos sometimes, it's, you know, we're all for that sexual liberation. Yep. Sometimes we get caught up in our own... Yes, there are definite, there are definite you know, topics that, you know, everyone's very, very open, but then there are some topics where it's like, ooh bit too far bit yeah too far. And that's that's what I like to try and push yeah <laughs> try and really put it in people's faces yeah them, which I'm sure everyone loves <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is how we we learn things and how we you know how they get normalized and exactly conversation creates change I always say it certainly does Mel yes <laughs> well I feel like I might wrap it up there Great. thank you so much for joining so to me today yeah bye, bye. <laughs> good one